Welcome to the English Out Loud podcast, a podcast where I give you tips on how you can enhance your spoken English. Today, I'm going to be talking about something we call final stops and stop consonants. These are the the sounds that come at the ends of words that kind of get held back and not pronounced. When they are pronounced, it may sound it may make your speech sound just a little overly stressed to American listeners, and so we're going to see just what we can do about that today. I'm making another episode here. This is on Clubhouse yet again, and my audience is getting bigger, getting more people、uh, interested in the、uh, podcast episodes, which is cool. I've got a handful of friends up here who I've I've met in some previous classes who are happy to help, and they're going to help give some examples when it comes to final stops. We're going to work on this together here. Can I just ask、uh, Adriana? Adriana, can you just mention for everybody what is your first language? My first language is Spanish. Aha, that was good. And Ujwal, may I ask, what is your first language, buddy? Hi, Patrick. My first language is Hindi.、Uh, that's my native language, and the second language I speak is English. Okay. And Chibi, how?、Uh, what What is your first language, Chibi? My first language is Arabic. Ah,、uh, okay. Okay, wonderful. So we've got three people from. Totally different cultures, totally different languages,、uh, all here to practice together. Very cool. Before I get into this final stop stuff, I would just like to remind everybody listening that this podcast—you can find it on all the different、uh, podcasting apps that you like: Pandora, Spotify, Apple, whatever you like. It's on there. You can also find it through a link in my Instagram, Ian Dot Out Loud. Make sure you hit subscribe, leave a comment. All these great things just help it stand out, so more people can find it. So, make sure you take a moment for that. On to stop consonants and final stops. So, final stops control your speech stress on word endings. People can understand you just fine if you don't use final stops. They're not needed to be understood, but they really allow your speech to flow a little more fluidly. And they really are great for controlling your overall stress. Many people will habitually pronounce all English sounds just as they're spelled in words. However, when stop consonants are pronounced as word endings, our speech is overly stressed if we pronounce the actual letter. So, stop consonants. What are these? Well, these are consonants that are made by holding the air back and then releasing it. As a little burst of sound, listen to these sounds here, like p, b, t, d, k, g. Those are the six stop consonants: p, b, t, d, k, and g. The letters p, t, and k are what we call voiceless or unvoiced stop consonants. Voiceless stop consonants. Why is that? Well. It's because to make that sound, we only push out some air. It's just a p, t, k. It's only air coming out. P we make with the lips. T just behind the teeth, and K right back in the back of the mouth. It's the same thing now. The same positions when we go b, d, g. B is with the lips, but it has a little voice. D 
Same thing, a little bit of voice, just behind the teeth. And G, back of the throat, G, G. And again, it is voiced. So, those are stop consonants. There are six of them, and we make them by stopping the air and then releasing it. Final stops are stop consonants ending words. So, at the ends of words. And they're not pronounced. They are not pronounced like regular consonants. We make the position of the letter, but we hold the air back without releasing it. That's what a final stop is. Let's see some words with some final stops, some real common ones. Adriana, can I hear you say one? Can I hear you say the word wait? Wait. Good. So notice how Adriana there, it it didn't sound like a way. You know, it wasn't way with a Y kind of stretched out. Way. But she made the position of the T and stopped the air very quickly. Wait. And can I hear you say wait for me? Wait for me. Good. That's a good final stop. Chibi, I'll give you another word here, Miss Chibi. First, could I hear you say the word bot? Can I just hear that word alone there? Bot. Bot. And then could I hear you say, I just bought them. I just bought them. Good. So very good. Bought them. A stop on the ending with that T and then them. One thing I want to point out, the word just, the way I said that right there, just, I am pronouncing the T. This goes to say some T's are pronounced at the ends of words, some aren't. There are some rules, and we can get the hang of them. First off, K, the letter K. While it's a stop consonant, the letter K is kind of lightly released at the ends of words. If you say, it's in the back, back. I'm I'm just not saying back with a strong K, but it's kind of soft and light. Back, back. So that is one quick exception. Another time, though, however, when you want to make sure you're using a final stop is if the sound before the stop consonant is a vowel. If it's a vowel. So, some words that are examples of this. We've got words like cat, good, drop, bob, big. I'm making the position for all those words. I'm making the position with my lips, and then I'm just not releasing it. This is where this gets tricky. If the sound before it is a vowel, it's going to be a stop consonant. If the word after it begins with a consonant sound, then we're going to maintain that stop consonant. For example, if I say, put them down, put them down, that T remains a stop consonant because them, TH, is a consonant sound. It's not a vowel sound. However, if the word after the stop consonant begins with a vowel, we're going to link it to that word. So instead of saying put them down with the pause, if I rather say put it, put it down, put it down, then notice the T is linking to the following word, put it, put it. And it's kind of making a D sound, put it down. It's getting voiced a little bit. That is the first rule about stop consonants. So if the letter before the stop consonant is a vowel, we are going to make a stop as long as the following word begins with a consonant. If the next word begins with a vowel, 
well, then it's going to link together. That's tricky when you hear the rules. But trust me, Americans aren't considering this when we're talking all the time. We don't think about these rules. It's just natural. You learn to feel for the movements rather than think about them. And that's what we're about to do right now. So first off, here's a couple of phrases. We're going to see a word with a stop consonant, a word ending in a stop consonant. And the following word begins in a consonant. So we're going to make that stop there. So first, Adriana, could I hear you say a big plan? A big plan. A big plan. Good, good. And by the way, remember that plan with that an sound. Could I hear that again? A big plan. A big plan. There you go. There you go. And Ujwal, could I hear you say that one? That one. That one. That is right. Yep, that one. Just like that. And then I've got another one for Chibi. Chibi, could I hear you say outside? Outside. Outside. Good stuff. Even at the end of that word, outside. I know the first time I made a light D sound there, but we actually want to stop the D. I made the D sound because I was kind of stressing it. However, could I hear you make that one more time and making sure to get that stop? On the side. Outside. Outside. There we go. So we get the vowel sound, and then we make the position for the consonant, but we just hold the air back. Outside. Very good. That's the first rule there. If we have a vowel before a stop consonant and it's ending a word, it's going to be a final stop. We're not going to release that letter. Now, the next rule is even more confusing. The next rule is that we use a final stop if the letter before the stop consonant is R, N, or L. R, N, or L. So I know that does confuse things more because those are just three more letters. We were already talking about six letters today. Now we're talking about another three. I apologize it's confusing, but it's it, we'll, we'll keep working at it. We'll keep working at it. So... Here are some examples of words that end with an R, N, or L, and then a stop consonant. Percent, such as 10%. Fault. Word. Smart. All of these words have a stop. If I release that final letter, it may just sound like I'm stressing it. Sometimes it's necessary to stress it. Sometimes you want to hold it back. Let's see here a couple of quick phrases. Adriana, could I hear you say, not my fault, not my fault. Not my fault. There you go, fault, just like that. And Ujwal, here's another one. Could I hear you, Ujwal, say, help me out, help me out. Help me out. Good, very good. And Chibi, here's another one here. Chibi, can I hear you say, I want one? I want one. Good, good. That word want, it ends in an NT. Now, Chibi, you may not know this, but there's a whole other podcast episode, or in fact, two other podcast episodes that I've made about words ending in the letters NT. So NT endings are stop T's. That T makes a final stop. All right. Well, 
Let's see here. Now, I mentioned that there are a couple of exceptions to this. So the first exception, as I mentioned, is if the word following a stop consonant begins in a vowel. If it begins in a vowel, we're going to kind of link the words together and we're going to make that final stop into a, well, it's going to link with the next word. Here's an example. There's a lot of traffic. A lot of, a lot of traffic. So this here, prime example of it. The T changes to a flap T, that kind of quick D sound, lotta. And I link it to the word of. And then I even kind of drop the V sound, v, from of. So I just say lotta. But again, I'll talk about that reduction later. So it's never ending, right? Here's another one here. Where's the drop-off? Where's the drop-off? The words drop and off. I'm saying them together as if they're just one word. Drop-off. Drop-off. Where's the drop-off? And the P is pronounced because it links with the following vowel. Here's one more. Call your dad again. Call your dada. Dad again. And notice, by the way, I'm not saying again. I hear people all over the world who speak all different languages will say, instead of saying again, they'll say again, because that's how it's spelled, of course. We don't typically say it that way. I'm sure there are some accents that do, but the average North American accent just says again, with again kind of sound. Call your dad again. And the word dad, in this case, would link to the word again. Data, dad again. If the word after a final stop begins with a vowel, we're going to link those words together and we're going to pronounce the final stop. One other example is that we release stop consonants following any other consonant than R, N, or L. Anything other than R, N, or L. So this is why we release the T in the word fact. The fact is, or list, make a list, grasp, must, you must try this, must. It's not just must, but must. So if there's a consonant, and remember, vowels, A, E, I, O, and U, those are the five vowels. There are other letters which make vowel sounds, but A, E, I, O, and U are the vowels. And if we have a stop consonant after that, it's going to make a stop. If we have other consonants other than R, N, or L, like an S or a C, it's going to pronounce the actual sound. So I hope I didn't confuse you too much. I know I'm saying vowels, consonants, vowels, consonants. It's terrible uh, how, how confusing this can get. But have a little patience with it. We'll see some more words here. Adriana, can I hear you say, here's just a quick phrase, and we're going to make final stops here. They aren't coming in. They aren't coming in. They aren't coming in. Good. Very good stop on that. Aren't. And your voice kind of went up there. Aren't coming in. Very good. And Ujwal, here's another one here for you. Could I hear you say, they could go to. They could go to. They could go to. Good. Good. And one other here. Chibi, could I hear you say... Try the red sauce. Try the red sauce. Good. Very good. We're getting a good sound on these final stops. 
I like what I'm hearing so far. Let's step it up. Let's move forward a little bit here. We've just got a handful of idiomatic expressions that we're going to take a look at. I've got a nice little formula for this. You know, we see the rules, we see some examples, we see some kind of everyday vocabulary, and then we talk about a few idiomatic expressions. Idioms give a little flavor to your language. They just help you maybe express things in the way that your listeners uh, understand best, which is always desired when you're trying to communicate anything. So, the first idiom to consider here. Adriana, could I hear you say... Sit tight. Sit tight. Sit tight. Good. That was good. What does that mean? Any idea, Adriana? Sit tight. If I say sit tight, I'll be back in a few minutes. Is that wait? Uh, would it be wait or wait? Wait. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, there you go. It's a tough habit to break. It is. Yeah, wait. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and so are you because, indeed, sit tight is like... Wait patiently here. You know, wait for me here. Sit tight while I make some lunch. Sit tight while I go to the store. In fact, can I hear you say that? Sit tight while I go to the store. Sit tight while I go to the store. Good. Very good. So, Ujwal, I've got another one for you here. To go cold turkey. Go cold turkey. Can I hear you say that? Go cold turkey. Folks, this is just a quick message to remind you to subscribe to the Accent Training Podcast. If you haven't already, you don't want to miss a second of this accent training experience. And you want to be updated whenever I've got new content out for you. So if you haven't subscribed, hit subscribe now. It's go cold turkey. Aha. Uh-huh. Have you have you ever heard of this before? Go cold turkey? Oh no, I haven't No problem. So if you go cold turkey, this means that you're trying to quit a habit through willpower. Uh maybe an addiction or something like that, such as nicotine, you know, cigarettes and tobacco. That's a tough one. Or sugar. That's a one we're all addicted to sugar. If you try and quit sugar cold turkey, then it means that you just try to stop eating all sugar or maybe all artificial sugar. That is cold turkey. It's effective. You know, once you do it that way, it's effective, but it's not easy. It's never easy to quit cold turkey. Well, Chibi, Chibi, I'll give you one more idiomatic expression here, ma'am. This one here is another one that everybody lives through. Make ends meet. Make ends meet. Can I hear you say that? Make ends meet. Make ends meet. Good. Very good. So, to make ends meet. This, what, have you heard this one before, Chibi? If we say, if I say like, you know, we're just trying to make ends meet. What does that mean? I've never heard of that. Okay, no problem. Make ends meet means making enough money to to pay the bills. You know, making just enough money to pay the bills and buy groceries and put gas in your car kind of thing. You know, not uh, not being necessarily wealthy, but just getting by. Make ends meet. Pretty common, you know, middle class experience, I suppose. And so, uh, Chibi, could I hear you say, 
They may not be wealthy, but they make ends meet. They make ends meet. They they may not be wealthy, but、uh, they make ends meet. It's coming along. It's coming along. Now I'm gonna make another podcast episode in the future to follow up with this, indeed, because there's a tricky thing. Now we've we've talked about a lot of rules of these、uh, stop consonants. We've talked about how stop consonants, you know, we make a stop at the end of the word and we don't release it. This gets a little bit confusing to people when you look at words like mad and mat, m a d and m a t, mad, mat, or rate, raid, snack, snag. It's very subtle differences between these. It's in the vowel. That's the hint I'll give for now because I'm I'm not going to make a. It, it's a whole topic of its own to talk about that, but it is a very valuable one. So I'll talk about that in a future episode. But、um, keep an ear open. Just get yourself started with these final stops. To everybody who's listening here in Clubhouse and everybody who's、uh, listening on the podcast episode, get started. Just Listening for the way that people hold back letters at the ends of words. Check it out on Youglish.com. Youglish.com has some great stuff. If you just type any of these phrases, such as "wait for me," type that into Youglish.com. It's gonna pop up with some examples of people saying this, and then you just repeat what they say. This is Youglish. Y O U. G L I S H dot com. Check that out. Final stops and stop consonants. You can totally hear. This is valuable for your English. This is、uh, valuable for your ability to recognize stress. And should you pick up on these, it is really gonna help you feel a little more confident when you're speaking to people. In the past, I've told this a quick little anecdote, and I'm gonna repeat it right now. When I was a kid, I would go over to a buddy's house of mine. He was Canadian like me, like he was from the same city as me. He's from Canada, but his parents were from India. His parents were Indian, and his father terrified me. His father's accent was so strong in how he'd pronounce his consonants that I thought he was angry. I always thought that this man was in a bad mood with me, and the fact is he wasn't. He didn't feel bad at all. He he wasn't angry. He was just saying words the way that they're spelled. That's not a bad thing. As I've mentioned, people will understand you, but you've got to keep in mind that when you pronounce words very strong in the final letters, people hear it as though you're trying to overly stress that letter, and then they may feel even a little intimidated by your speech. So. Keep an ear open for it. It doesn't mean that you speak poorly. It just means that this is a habit that you're totally capable of picking up. Because the nice thing about this is this isn't muscle memory in in the way that we learn muscle memory in other podcast episodes or or other clubhouse rooms, such as the th sound or the r sound. This isn't that kind of muscle memory. Your muscles already know the movement. You've just got to teach them to not release it. You've just gotta. It's kind of a new habit to build of remembering, rather than a new movement that you need to make. So this isn't a terribly difficult one. 
Final stops are just about controlling the stress at the ends of words. I'm going to get to wrapping this episode up for today. Um, I'd just like to invite Adriana or Chibi. Do either of you have any questions uh, that you'd like cleared up before uh, before we finish up this episode today? Any questions too. I don't have any questions either. I think only that um, it's like uh, you did not say endings, but it's like we hear them anyway. <laughs> yeah, if you try and tell an American that they're not saying the T at the end of the word that, then they won't believe you. If you tell them, listen to how you say this, you're saying that, and you're not saying that, but you're saying that, they'll tell you, no, no, I'm saying it. Like, they will stand by it that they are saying it. But the fact is, they're holding it back most of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time. That, wait, about. Well... Thank you for popping on in today, then. Yeah, this has been another really fun episode. I've certainly had a, a good time with this one, chatting with some fine folk here. Uh, thanks for popping on in, everybody, in Clubhouse. Um, and, and you don't know this yet, but understanding final stops is really going to help your understanding of the American accent in the long run. So get a good feel for this. You know, maybe even listen to this episode a second time. Do a little more research on final stops. And uh, and we are going to keep moving forward with this kind of stuff in the days to come. Thanks for tuning on in. Enjoy your, your meals. Hopefully you've got good food to enjoy for your breakfast and your dinner and your lunch. And uh, enjoy yourself. Have a good one. Hey, Accent Learner, thanks for listening all the way through. I have positions available for accent training, and as always, I want to offer them to my audience. First, you're the hardest working accent learners out there, right? So if it's important for you to have a coach with a proven and sustainable method to show you results in 90 days, open up the application form in the description of this episode reach out to me, and if I see that my solution is a good fit for your situation, I'll be reaching out to you personally, and we can discuss how my method will get you expressing your thoughts and your opinions more confidently in English with three months of dedicated and focused training. Your seat's available for you, my friend. Your teacher's ready to go. Now is the time to make it happen. I look forward to hearing from you.